We're going to have a conversation about a big concern in Canada's business community. Now, when Donald Trump was in the White House, trade issues were plentiful. You'll remember, right? We had tariffs. NAFTA was torn up and redone. A lot of protectionism. All of it causing great angst in Canada. We had many battles. Um, A lot of people thought much of that would be eased when Joe Biden was in charge, but not so fast. That American protectionism is still there. It's not gone away. In fact, it's even ramping up in some cases. So let's get some insight as to what's happening with Mark Agnew, who is the Vice President of Policy at the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. Mark, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people might be surprised to hear that that protectionism is actually probably even more intense, especially around the infrastructure bill uh, under Joe Biden, right? Absolutely. Protectionism is alive and well, and um, Buy America and its cousin Buy American, which um, for those viewers who aren't uh, sort of following these things in the minutia day in, day out, are actually two separate uh, pieces of legislation in the United States. Um, I mean, these have been around for decades, and it's been an ongoing pressure that, you know, companies have faced uh, in Canada trying to access the U.S. procurement market. Not a great situation, uh, you know, at the best of times, and certainly the rules are getting uh, tighter, it seems, with each passing president. And right now, we're talking about a tremendous amount of money with the infrastructure bill, right? And there's a lot of very clear language within that bill saying it has to be American companies that are the recipients of this. I mean, it's really exclusionary. Yeah, and certainly when President Biden was uh, campaigning last year for the White House, um, his economic plan was called the Made in America plan. And I think at that very early stage, it indicated the direction that he saw his economic policies going. And we're seeing now the manifestation of that with him in office and types of policies that he's announcing even this week with raising content requirements if the federal government in the U.S. is making purchases or even forcing U.S. companies to have disclosures around how their supply chains work and their presence of foreign inputs in those supply chains. Um, So all told, not exactly a a great story for Canadian companies looking to be able to access the uh, U.S. procurement market. Now, like you say, uh, the protectionism and the America First policy has been around for a while. And in the past, Canada has managed to get around it, right? Under the uh, Obama administration, I think it was, with this kind of spending bills and stuff like that, Canada was given an exemption, right? Yes. So in 2008-2009, when we um, had the financial crisis, again, major stimulus packages that went to Congress, and there was the Buy America provision in there, and that led to a negotiation between the two countries um, that had us getting some carve-outs from it. The challenge we have, of course, is that we've just gone through three years to renegotiate the NAFTA, and certainly um, no one that I've talked to, either in Canada or the United States, wants to reopen that agreement and go through another bruising negotiation, especially when time is of the essence. What we've been telling people uh, in government, in our own government and in the United States, is understanding the value of what Canada brings to the United States and how actually by implementing protectionist policies, it actually goes against U.S. self-interest. Us trying to appeal to some kind of altruism or, um, you know, the notion of a special relationship just doesn't really land in Washington, where, as you said, it's still America first. Uh-huh. Um, now, a couple of things there. Uh, first of all, the NAFTA, the renegotiation, I mean, in a sense, is this not what NAFTA is meant to protect against? Are there remedies available to Canada to try and get some of the language removed and to get those carve-outs and those exemptions? Is there any international laws here that can be applied? Um, so what happened when we renegotiated the NAFTA was that um, their procurement provisions, and so this is what sort of sets the constraints on government to be able to discriminate against 
foreign companies bidding on contracts. Those procurement provisions were actually removed uh, from the NAFTA when it was renegotiated. What we instead have um, between the United States and Canada in terms of international trade rules on government contracting actually sits at the World Trade Organization. Now, that you know provides us some degree of protection, but by no means does it provide us a blanket exemption from any kind of Buy American uh, provisions being applied against Canadian companies. Uh, so it still has to be negotiated at some level then? Yeah, I mean, procurement in the context of uh, international trade is a hideously complex area. Yeah. And I say this as someone who's been spending years doing trade issues. You know, there, there's, you know, pages and pages and pages of annexes and listing types of procurement and, you know, who is doing the procuring and what are the rules and what are the thresholds. Um, it's not easy for the person on the street to be able to understand. What I can say, though, is that regardless of, you know, the minutiae and the details, the U.S. is going to do what's in the U.S.'s self-interest. And what we need to do is underscore the point for what we're offering as, you know, Canadian businesses and Canadian suppliers is actually helping the U.S. attain its own self-interest, given the disparity in the relationship between the two countries. And, you know, and it's not even in terms of, like, understanding, you know, the, the Americans recognize that they can't do everything locally, but there's a large limits on what they can bring in from other places, and they have to prove that they can't source it within the United States. So even being part of the supply chain to take part in some of these infrastructure projects is going to be very difficult for Canadian companies and a tremendous increase in red tape to even enter into the process, right? Absolutely. And there's going to be, I think, a chilling effect that we might see for Canadian companies that are looking to access um, U.S. procurement contracts through an indirect route. And what I mean by indirect route is if the United States government says we want to buy, you know, a car, um, they're going to have, you know, an American company that might be the final manufacturer. But that car is going to have a lot of inputs and components. And a lot of those parts may be coming from Canada. Now, what we want to make sure, though, is that that American company is not going to turn off the tap to their Canadian suppliers who then are going to say, well, you know, I, I can't risk having a Canadian supplier in here because that might inhibit my ability to then get that contract with Uncle Sam. Now, you're raising the alarm. A number of businesses have and said, hey, this is going to be a problem and we're going to miss out on some things here. Is the government involved? Are any of those negotiations taking place that you know of? Yeah, so our government has been active, and I do want to, you know, give them credit for being quite both on the file, and I know they've been engaging with the, the White House, they've been engaging with senators, uh, you know, people in the U.S. House of Representatives, um, but, you know, American politics, you know, is a fairly difficult thing, uh, even at the best of times, and this is why, again, you know, let's go back to this point on when we're going in, we can't appeal to sort of, you know, U.S. altruism, we have to appeal to what we're offering helping the U.S. achieve its own self-interests. All right. So are you optimistic that there could be some change here, or is this the reality we're going to have to deal with? Well, I think we might be able to see some changes this time around okay. um, and you know, see some form of carbots for Canada. However, that doesn't mean that we're never going to have to deal with this issue uh, ever again in the future. I think the fact that we're dealing with this today uh, is just an indication that we're still going to have to deal with it in the years to come, whether it's under this president or a future president. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Interesting stuff. Thanks very much, Mark. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, that's Mark Agnew, who is um, Vice President of Policy at the Canadian Chamber of Commerce.